welcome back to Pop Culture Failure, where we watch a thing from our youth and see how it stands up. I'm Sky. I'm Jake. And we're watching The Animorphs. Season 1, Episode 5, Between Friends. This episode has a kitty cat in it. Um, Sky, Episode 5, Cassie does not morph again. <laughs> Cassie has been a horse once. Cassie has morphed one time in five episodes. Yes. Into a horse that they painted. <laughs> Well, I guess she morphed twice in that episode. I guess that's true to the same horse. But it was the same horse. They just sign-lined the hell out of her, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Marco, too. Marco didn't do anything. He at least did stuff last episode. That's true. He got trash compacted. Yeah. And he morphed a rat and ate some sunflower seeds out of Jake's morph pocket or whatever. Here, here's, a, here's a question that may be gross. So when you, when you morph your clothes and whatever's in your pockets... Do you suppose some of your your own matter gets rearranged and some of Jake's matter was in that sunflower seed? Like when he came back? Yeah. I, I, I mean, if the Analyte technology is as good as they say it is, no. <laughs> I mean, otherwise your hoodie, how much human DNA is in your hoodie? Depends on how often you fall down in it. I, or morph <laughs> in it, I mean, or jerk off into it or whatever. Right? Remember when we went skateboarding and I fell down and I landed on my elbow? So is there a skin embedded on the inside of my sleeve? No. That's the thing that happened. You oh. had a mustache. I, yeah, I, I mean, I remember all, us going skateboarding. I just don't remember that specific gross injury you had. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> everyone, we've been skateboarding exactly one time. Everyone got hurt and then we went home. Never again. Still have the skateboard somewhere. Yeah. We found a skate park near my apartment in college, and we were like, well, we're going to go to here. And I remember standing at the top of the, the pipe, I guess they call it, the ramp. The half pipe. Yeah. Pipe. And I was like, no. <laughs> it's scary when you're up there. Yeah. It doesn't look as scary from the ground, and then no. you're up there like, oh, I'm going to die. Now there's a skate park even closer to my house, but I'm <laughs> twice as old. I would die twice as fast. <laughs> and then all the youths would laugh. They're literally like rowing bands of youths like on scooters on scooters and whatnot go past my, I, my house now and uh and you can tell where they're headed to the skate park <laughs> it's an it's a attractive nuisance that's what it is <laughs> that skate park oh this turned into the old guys complain about children <laughs> podcast real fast well we're pretty old jake we're old and white and don't have any real problems so children having fun near our homes is our problem why do you think i moved away <laughs> there's no children in this neighborhood that's right sky they can always <laughs> tell when we're doing uh the podcast at your house not mine because there's no dog jingles <laughs> in the background like the audio is crisp and clean and clear in this episode <laughs> so i should get a dog is what you're saying or at least a little bell to ring ding, ding, ding. yeah I'll get, the you, mate. I'll get you a collar to wear while we're doing this <laughs> little thing with little tags on it, your rabies tag. Oh, yeah, but uh, Rachel morphs the cat to uh, discover why her best friend is acting strange. Apparently Cassie's not her best friend. But also, if you remember that episode of Full House where we learned that you can have more than one best friend. Because Michelle has to do a project with her best friend. I feel like that. Yes, I do remember And she that. traces the dog. <laughs> Because the dog's her best friend. Because kids make fun of her. That sassy girl and that other boy, um, they right. want to be best friends. They had names. Marlene Susie? and Trenton. Yeah, I generally was, don't know. It was Marlene and Trenton. 
Do you touch the stand a lot? I guess so. I'm nervous. Well, well don't do that. Because that translates. I always wondered what that sound was, and I couldn't isolate it. It's because I'm used to. Um, Put your hands in your pockets. I'm used to talking into a microphone on stage where I get to touch it and use my hands. <laughs> Gesture wildly. I'll just sit on these. <laughs> if you can. Anyway, start this episode. So we open up, and Rachel's in bed. And uh, Tobias is being a creep and looking at her through the window. She's reading like a teen beat or a, <laughs> a tiger beat or a bop. Teen Vogue. Teen bop. Teen kids. Cosmo 17. <laughs> you know, one of those kids. She's teenage magazines. She's reading Time Magazine. <laughs> we don't know it's Tobias, but we totally know it's Tobias. And it's shot like a horror movie with a lot of quick cuts from different angles. And yeah. She gets up suddenly and we get to see a lot of shots of her wave machine. And the the camera is like like uh, tilting back and forth as it yeah. cuts wildly. Just Dutch angles back and forth, and then she opens a window for some reason based on nothing. Like she should not have noticed anything because he's just a bird in a tree, right? And I mean, maybe she can notice the constant camera moving. <laughs> maybe, but uh, she opens the window and then turns her back to it, and then a hawk flies through and startles her. And she screams, and no one comes to check on her. Well, we don't know how late it is. I think at any point, if you're screaming like that, someone will come check on you. (laughs) But it's Tobias. He's like, hey, I'm a hawk now, forever. By the way, Uh, remember when we went into the York pool for 15 minutes? Um, Well, (laughs) it took me longer than two hours to get out, I guess. I I just started this game of checkers with a taxer. I just had to finish it. Remember two hours. Remember how Alfangor literally gave us one rule, and I broke it immediately? Well, it was the second episode. Ugh. But he still fucked up severe. Like, he could have gotten out with the rest of them. Yeah, he didn't even try. Like, that bird would have fit through the bars and the ga- gate that shut. Yeah. But whatever. He's a, he's a hawk for totally no reason. Rachel's like, try harder. Be, be a person again. He's it like, happens That's much... That's not how it works. You know that. It happens much more naturally in the book, right? Like... Yeah, you well, buy the fact that he got stuck as a hawk. Right, because he was already in Morph when they got to the school, and then they went into the York pool, and they got separated, and Visser 3 turned into a giant fireball shooting monster, so he yeah. had to hide up in the rafters or the off a stalactite or whatever, and he you know couldn't escape. I don't know how he did, but he couldn't. And then he was a hawk. And then he was a hawk. But uh, we get the credits, and when we come back... Rachel's strolling through the uh, the hallways of her school. Reminiscing about Tobias being a hawk. Yeah. And reminiscing about the one time they hung out. Because at this point, what are we, four or five days into them being Animorphs? I guess. Because they talk about it like they've been Animorphs for weeks. But it's, yeah, it could have only maybe maximum five days. Maybe a full week. Although Melissa here is acting much different than she did in the last episode. So I don't know. <laughs> she seems distracted and sad. The passage of time in the show is confusing. Yeah, it's meaningless. But Makes the Rachel keeps look throwing questions well at her, and she basically just doesn't want to talk. Right? Maybe uh, it's because you're a bitch, Rachel. <laughs> I mean, I see no evidence of that. I'm just, maybe that's how she's treated Melissa. It could be. They've been friends forever, I guess. Uh, but Rachel asks if they can hang out after school, and she's, Melissa says, no, my dad says no. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess. It's a pretty sweet... Um, hoodie vest that melissa has it's sleeveless uh later on in the evening the it's the 30 yeah the animorphs gather they, at cassie's barn and it is terribly lit and they're discussing what they need to do because 
like, what do we do about Tobias? And he's in the room. You can't stop talking about, he's, about him like he's not there. I should break into Chapman's house by morphing a cat and, and look for clues, question mark. I don't know what Rachel's looking to do here. She's going to look for clues or something because her right. friend is scared. Right. So is she looking for evidence that uh, Melissa's a, a yerk? Like, what is, what's the plan? What is the goal of this episode? I don't know. What's the goal of any episode? What was the goal when they went down into the yerk pool? There wasn't one. To look around, get stuck as a hawk. <laughs> Jake doesn't want anybody to do stuff because they've had too many close calls. Three. Three, yeah. <laughs> Which, okay, sure. You've all... I guess if it's only been five days, they've almost died three times. So, okay. I guess so. I hope everyone enjoyed seeing Cassie and Marco just then because yeah, that's they it. Are, they are done. They got to go hang out in the trailer. We cut back over to the Chapman household where there is a silent dinner happening. Uh, I guess Melissa cooked and Chapman's yerk completely forgot how to act like a, pu- a person. He do- Yeah, he doesn't even pretend to be the same person. Like, it is incredibly suspicious. Yeah, because his expressions die the second he turns away or looks away well and even when he's saying things to her it's like crazy like he calls the dinner what does he say it's Uh, delicious and satisfying yeah and he says it in a monotone voice yeah it's no wonder she's scared as fuck (laughs) rachel has decided to infiltrate the house anyway without any backup uh and she knocks like a, a barbecue tool down outside on their porch and Chapman looks outside, but doesn't actually open the door, and chooses not to see her sleeve over the window. Yeah, and instead of just morphing into something small, she just stands there. Yeah, or morphing the other cat that morph that she has. Uh, right, you're a cat. You can be sneaky. You could just sneak into this house as that yeah, other there's cat. There's a cat door. So Rachel oh, wait, literally random... only has cat morphs at this point. <laughs> and a fly. Oh, right. Sorry. So her her big plan is she brought a can of tuna, she pops the lid off, puts it in her pocket. Which is gross. And then, like, wafts tuna smell in through the cat door. You can't see it, but I made the motion. Um, Sky cats are notoriously uh, suckers for tuna. True. But I don't feel like her waving smell from the outside would make it into the house to not the point a, where the not cat would at all. <laughs> Um but, And then Rachel morphs the cat, but... Uh, in this episode, when you morph, you get in the stance that the picture of the the animal you're morphing is <laughs> to make it easier on the animators. That's true. And also, Jake didn't trust her and chose to go to oh, yeah. Melissa's house uh, also. Or maybe he was going to do a solo mission. Or maybe he was just going to do some peeping on Melissa. I mean, that could be too. Cassie um, doesn't titillate him anymore and he needs to peep on Melissa. <laughs> They haven't really hinted at the Jake Cassie romance I, at all. Didn't you say they were holding hands at one point? It looked like it, but on the second viewing, it wasn't. Oh, okay. But Rachel morphs the cat and runs through the cat door and goes into the basement. And then Straight she morphs the as a person and just starts looking through the toolbox. Yeah, this basement. There's a workbench down there. There's a basement with a workbench and a de- like a desk and a computer. Um, it has everything. She just starts pawing around at it. It's Very loudly. Yeah. What are you looking for? What do you think is going to be in the toolbox? Clues! Like what? Your clues! Is that Melissa's tool bench? Sky, we know from earlier that the Yurks like to put their picture on things. <laughs> I guess. From earlier, I mean in a different episode, and then later, and later in this, this episode. One. I meant earlier today, when I said it the first time and I had to backtrack. <laughs> so Melissa asks Chapman to help her with uh, with her homework. 
because she's studying for an exam or some such. And he's like, no. She's like, but you always do that? And also, you're like a teacher? And he's like, oh, right. Well, you get started without me. And then he walks into the basement. And then Rachel's going through this desk, and they're like, Real fast, awkward shots of her trying to open the same drawer. There's no less than four shots of her struggling to open the same drawer. And then the cat, the real cat, jumps back in through the door. Oh no! And Chapman has a bunch of wooden mallards in his office basement. I want a wooden mallard. Why don't I have any wooden mallards? I don't know, we can get you one. Because I'm not a real adult, I guess. Yeah. So Rachel morphs back to cat. And oh. Chapman just keeps looking at the cat and saying, Cat! With yeah. disdain. Also, Chapman. When Chapman was coming down the stairs, it was in that slow motion that cr- that creates the faux drama in all of these terrible shows we've watched so far, uh, and it happens a lot in this episode. Yeah. It happened just now as the real cat sneaks in and follows Chapman and Rachel into um, this communication room that he's built under his house. Yeah, well, it's behind a faux wall, and like both cats are in there. And Chapman t- turns it on, and there's a hologram of Vesser 3 that pops up. How the fuck do you build... He is looking nowhere near where it's being projected. Because they just told him, we're going to green screen it, and you just look up. And they didn't actually give him a line of sight. How do you build a faux wall into a fake room under a house that's they already... They made an underground cavern. Yeah, I... they had to dig a hole and reinforce it. And these are these are like real walls. They're like steel walls or something in there. I don't know, man. How do you do that without the wife and child knowing? <laughs> like, Well, they sent the kid to school and they sent the wife to the mall. Oh, okay. Or maybe the... Well, the wife is supposed to be a controller also, but it sounds like she's not, I guess. But who the fuck knows? Certainly not the writers of this episode. Huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Visitor 3 is like... Uh, Find hey. the Andalites. Yeah. And then, and then Chapman steps on one of the cats. It's hard to tell which. Doesn't matter, though. But both cats pop up or sit down next to each other. Mr. 3 is like, your host has twin cats. Which I wouldn't think he could tell. The uh, difference? Did, like, because uh, yeah. of the shitty lighting? Well, and just all animals look the same to him, right? I would think so. Because I think that's I mean, a point a they planet. make. <laughs> yeah. Chapman uh, like, carefully creeps over to the cats. And then one of them moves, and he decides that that one is the Andalite, instead yeah, of grabbing which, both cats. Which I guess, I mean, he's right, but... He does get the luck of the draw, but also grab both cats. Yeah, or just grab both cats and bash them together till they're dead. It, three minutes, you're done. You can go to bed. Well, I mean, they want an Andalite to torture and get information from. Oh, yeah, I guess they do need the thing from the information about that disc, but... Yeah. But, like, yeah, if you just killed them both, you would have solved at least one problem. No one ever wants to bash a cat against another cat. I mean, that's for the better, but... I know. I mean, I certainly don't want to do it, but... Vesser 3 tells him, bring the cat and your host's daughter to the place, and we'll infest the one and get answers out of the other. And Chapman just straight up chooses not to bring the daughter, and drives away with the cat in a kitty carrier that says live animals on it, which tickles me. Yeah. And Jake runs after it very conspicuously, and then in the middle of the fucking street, morphs a dog. Drops down on all fours to dro- to morph a dog, because like I said, you have to be in the pose that the picture of the animal you're it's morphing is It's dark there. out. Just duck behind a bush. No? Middle of the street with the street light? Cool. That's yeah. fine. If, if, you're just, if you're not going for subtlety, morph your tiger. It's faster. Yeah, fuck it. And uh, Chapman drives over to Mr. Trent's house. And Trent has a security device out front that I really want to discuss. 
Uh, first of all, it's a three-digit code. <laughs> yeah. To get in. And I think it was. Uh, uh, I, never mind. The code itself is irrelevant, but what happens after that is a motherfucking laser shoots out of it and will shoot directly into your brain and scan you for yurks to make sure that you're a yurk. And then put a little picture of a yurk on the screen <laughs> to show that there's a yurk in your brain. How did the laser shoot through into your brain but not kill you? Sky, it's a, it's a detecting laser, not a killing laser. You don't know anything about lasers. <laughs> That is not accurate. I know. You probably know a lot more about lasers than I do. Yeah, you like certainly do. Laser's an acronym. For? Light amplification through the stimulation of radiation. There's no T in laser. I don't think the T in the counts. You said through. Through? Did I? Uh, yes. Light amplification. I don't know. I, I need to write it down. So what you mean but, is you don't know what laser stands for. I was pretty close. Do scuba. Self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Do tie. <clears throat> Twin ion engine. Oh, okay. It's like like the, the thing that you wear around your neck? No, TIE Fighter. I see. Let's continue Animorphs. Do shield. Uh, strategic homeland. Uh, she, uh, enforcement. I. Or I? Yeah. yeah. Uh, strategic homeland intervention enforcement. LD? Logistics division. Yeah. It's it's changed several times, but I meant the the important one from the movies, right? <laughs> the one that makes money. Uh, what about the Norman Osborn one where he changed it to hammer? It doesn't stand for anything. That's correct. That was a Do trick sword, question. uh, something off world alien stuff. <laughs> yep, that's I forget, the one. I forget that one completely. <laughs> I don't know NASA. Uh, National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Yeah, I don't know that many of these, except the easy ones like Scuba and NASA. <laughs> Anywho, Chapman does have a, a yurk in his brain. So it shoots you in the ear and it lights your whole ear up. Yeah, it just lights your head up like a Christmas tree. Which is silly. And then the gate swings open and he drives in. But Jake, whose dog doesn't manage to make it through the gate, maybe he's trying to be subtle, but... He stopped to pee. <laughs> So, this is Mr. Trent's house, and Chapman pulls around, and there's just a hork puppet standing there shrieking. Yeah. Mr. Trent is a cover for Vesta 3, and we, we find this out very quickly. Yeah. So, I understand the hork being there. I do not understand them being outside shrieking, because you're trying to hide stuff, gentlemen. Are they puppets, or are they very poorly animated stop motion? I can't tell. I think it could be both. I mean, obviously, like when they're shots, close up, yeah. they're, they're puppets, but they move so awkwardly and so unnaturally. Yeah. Oh, really and then bad. Chapman walks by Visitor 3? Yeah. Or maybe an Elemist? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> but four dudes pop out of nowhere. a Sasquatch. <laughs> a blue Sasquatch. Yeah. Well. Uh, and they escort Chapman to the, the Rose Garden with statues, and Jake digs a hole under the fence so he can get in. And then V3's standing there with his tail. And he chops a statue in yeah, half. It's the most animated Andalite we've ever seen. <laughs> he steps forward. His tail moves a little bit. Yeah. And then right back to just static shots of him <laughs> blinking. Shoulders up. Yeah. The uh, I don't. There's something weird about the the way his fur is. It's nothing about it looks natural. No, he looks exactly like a puppet. And yes, I know he is. But like they could have tried a little. Yeah. Bit. I mean, we've seen The Empire Strikes Back by this point. We know puppets can, like, emote and act. <laughs> but we've also seen Return of the Jedi, so we know puppets can be a little weird. 
That's also true. And then Jake demorphs to a person because he's not concerned about getting found out at all. And then we get the weirdest shot of Vesser 3 morphing into Trent Steele. What the fuck was his name? Victor Trent? Victor. There it is. Yeah, Victor Trent. It's Trent Steele. So apparently that's a man that he's murdered and taken the life of over. I guess? Mostly so they can have him morph that and not... Uh, have to puppet up. Yeah, have that shitty puppet. Yeah. But he pulls the cat out and makes fun of it. He's like, Turn to your, return to your real form and then we'll infest you. It's like, none of that sounds like a good deal, buddy. You're not selling it very hard. Yeah. Also, Rachel, you're a cat. Like, use your claws and shit. Yeah, he's a person now. You can just scratch his eyes out. He's made of soft. <laughs> Humans are terrible designs. Yeah. We are vulnerable to literally every attack. Yes, and Bullets, cold, swords, cough. Hot. Yeah. We're not good at anything. It's a miracle we didn't die. We just happen to have thumbs, so we built... <laughs> Yep. We just built things to keep us warm. <laughs> and moderately better intellect. So he decides that he's done with the kitty cat and for whatever reason tells them to bring it out of his line of sight. Yeah, go set it down over there and we'll wait for it to have to demorph. Yeah. We won't keep an eye on it. Nobody watch it, please. The plot has to move forward somehow. Now, Chapman, bring me your daughter, which is a weird thing. He I... says your host's daughter. True. Does that make Does it, it better? No. At least not the way I said it. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> he says it a lot less rapey than I made it out to well, be. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. There's only one reason for this grown man to need a, he is planning, a daughter under his control. He is planning... <laughs> gross. He is planning to force something into his daughter. Yeah, Sky. It is a, it's a slug. In, oh. It's a yerk slug. But I then Jake it. runs up and he tackles the, the, the Victor Trent. And then this his entire plan was... Use my mouth to open that kitty carrier after I tackle. You called so much attention to it. Nobody was watching the fucking cage. Right? If you had just walked over there as a person, you would have been fine. Or, like, if he had just knocked that thing off of that... Uh... Or picked it up with his mouth and run That's away. That's true. But just, I mean, those things aren't that solidly built. They're for dumb animals. Like, if you knock that off, it'll pop open and you can just run away Probably. together. Or... Rachel, maybe demorph a little and use your semi-human fingers and unlatch the thing. Right, but do anything but run through the middle of the bad guys. <laughs> so Shocking, they tie Jake Shockingly, up. they noticed. Yeah, luckily they just had some rope lying around and they tie up the dog to a cement bench and uh, Vesser 3 starts yelling at Chapman for not bringing the girl with. And uh, 256 or whatever Chapman's yerk name is. He's like, yeah, two, two, six. I, I made a deal with Chapman, and we're not going to infest his daughter. Vesser 3 makes a weird idiom where he's like, we don't, we're not used car salesmen. We don't negotiate with primates. My guess is he just and learned what a used car salesman could was. Be. And then he fucking boops Chapman on the nose. Right on the nose. Like, you see his nose wiggle about as he keeps touching it. It's super weird. But that was that was just enough... Of a distraction so that Chapman can take his body back over. Yeah. And then he tackles uh, Investor 3 to the ground, freeing uh, up some time because everybody comes over to help. And uh, Jake starts pulling at the rope that binds him. He's, I think he's chewing it. Well, he's I also mean, it moving it against the, the cement bench so oh, it's fraying it. it. I, it, it yeah. Whatever he's doing, it wouldn't actually happen. Yeah. So Investor 3 puts his hand on Chapman's face. And says, regain your host, 226. That's an order. Super weird. And the guy playing uh, Vesser 3 slash Trent is very intense. 
Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he he's has doing the it, craziest eyes. Yeah, he's doing an okay job being evil. Yeah, he, I mean, Vester 3 is an over-the-top mega, 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 megamorph. No. Megalomaniac is That's what you're it. trying to say. That is the word I'm trying to say. But I think you meant say. megamorph. <laughs> nope. Uh... But, uh, yeah, you lost all of that because you couldn't think of I it. I couldn't think of the word. He's, like, he is crazy. He he pulls off crazy. Yeah, he's doing okay for Vessel so Three. Uh, so then Jake just pulls open the cage with his mouth when he gets free, which is impossible. Yeah, and then a bunch of humans try to chase down a dog. Dogs are fast. Yeah. So are cats. I mean, <laughs> they're smaller, and they you know I don't know if they have as much endurance as a dog, but like humans can't catch up to them in the night. <laughs> Flashlights or whatever. It's I mean, to be fair, those dog, that dog and cat that have people brains really shouldn't um, run in a straight line. Yeah. So the controllers pull out their flashlights, which are also Dracon beams, and start shooting. Well, shoot once at a tree, not at the animals, and uh, then a hawk swoops out of nowhere. It's presumably Tobias. It, it's probably Tobias, or, or it's just one of those magpie attacks there from Australia that we spoke about. Literally, no reason for him to know where they are. Uh, except Rachel's there, so you know he's just been stalking her the entire time. That could be. Because that's what he does. Yeah. That's how. That's probably actually how he got stuck as a hawk. He was too busy stalking Rachel, lost track of time, and he made up that I got stuck in the yerk pool thing just to not look like a creep. <laughs> you know what? That makes the most sense It so sure far. does. Given the information we have, where he's like, yeah, I was watching you as a bird. Yeah, he's admitted to it, and she's been like, oh, that's all right, uh, I guess. That's... Probably okay. I, now I can just... watch you undress from way over there. Uh, but Jake and C- Cassie, Jake and Rachel get away. Yeah, he's saying Tobias Cassie implies she circles does back something. and sits in a tree above Chapman and screeches at him to know to I, because. And then we get a shot of Jake and Rachel walking away with Tobias on their arm, on on Jake's arm rather. They don't share an arm. Sky, is it possible to train a hawk without all that shit on its feet? No, I think you do the straps. That way, you can keep it from flying away. But it looks dumb. Yeah. Well, it's that or lose your bird forever. I guess so. Maybe if you have to tie it to your arm, it wasn't meant to be held down. <laughs> it's Well, it's a goddamn bird. It's supposed to fly. But uh, Jake and Rachel are you know, giving each other a little pep talk. We're like, we're going to fight more aliens. And then Jake <laughs> pieces out and leaves Tobias and Rachel. When they auditioned for the show, they were like, are you going to be afraid of holding a fucking bird on your arm? Because you're going to have to. <laughs> it's like a 10-pound bird, and it's got knives yeah. for feet. Is yeah, that cool? It's, um, it could kill you if it wanted. It could definitely take your eyes. So Rachel's like, hey, Tobias, so um, I know you're a bird now. That sucks. And he's like, well, it's not so bad. I don't have to go to school. I can watch you undress. <laughs> from a very far distance. And she's like, remember how my sister took a picture of us? Two days ago? Well, I went to the one-hour photo, because we don't have digital cameras, and I printed it. And he's like, I don't want to see it, because I'm a bird now. And she's like, no, I'm forcing you to see it. Yeah, I'm forcing <laughs> you to watch this terrible, or look at this terrible photo of us. Uh, and then Tobias flies off and whaps her in the face with his fucking wings. <laughs> the bird for acting her, isn't great. For her credit, uh, she holds it together. Yeah, Nev... Whatever her last name Brooke is. Brooke Nevins. Brooke okay. Nevin. I was going to call her Nev Campbell, and I You can catch her through. in many Christmas-themed Hallmark movies nowadays. <laughs> she uh, she keeps her shit together. It's pretty good. And then next day, Melissa is walking through the halls, and like she drops a folder, and a thing falls out. It says, your dad likes you. Yeah. And apparently, Rachel like wrote it by hand, 
and Melissa doesn't recognize her her handwriting. Well, there's no way that's anyone's real handwriting. That is like the most genetic. Like she traced all of those cursive <laughs> letters out of a textbook because it is the most perfect generic looking cursive ever. I guess, but she could have just printed it off of a computer. Yeah, uh, it would still said, be it would still be processor. printing at this point, Sky, on the dot matrix. It's 1998. <laughs> there were laser jets. It would have been point. really loud. It would be like. <laughs> It's a pretty good printer. Thank you. <laughs> you can call me the Michael Winslow of this podcast. <laughs> I might not be allowed to touch the microphone stand, but I sure can make sounds. <laughs> Rachel uh, says that she's going to fight for the people that she loves, and I bet this is the last time we see Melissa for a while. Yeah. Does Melissa ever like, come back often in the books? I feel like no, after that second She was one. mentioned twice, I yeah. think. She was like a big deal for the first two books or whatever, and then... Well, she was a big deal for the second book. Yeah. And then she's mentioned briefly, I don't know, like ten books later. Well, I mean, they took care of her in that second book, so I, I, guess, I guess it's fine. Oh, boy. Um, Say that thing you said about the it being animated and Hawks not being good <laughs> actors. Sky and I say some stuff on accident before we start recording. Yeah. I, there's When the Tobias first shows up... And he's in the room with Rachel. Basically, anytime he's with Rachel in trying to Anytime he's a bird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is the series. <laughs> like, it, this this series would have been so much better served as an animated series because you got a live bird, and it's not, like, emoting. It's a bird. So it's constantly looking around. And twitching its head about like yeah. a creep. <laughs> trying to look at you, but you can't because its guys are on the side of its goddamn head. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just... There were so many scenes in here, like Jake ducking behind some shrubs and demorphing. If it was an animated series, you wouldn't have like these budgetary things that would be, you know, so intrusive to the the production. And Sean Ashmore could still be in it. He could just voice it. Yeah, I mean, you could. <laughs> it'd be cheaper to have voice actors than to have actors on screen. Wouldn't it be nice if Sean Ashmore um, came on our podcast and <laughs> talked to us, Sky? It surely would. If anyone um, out there would like that to happen, um, tweet at Sean Ashmore. He is, I believe, at Sean... Um, what is it, Sky? It's Sean and a letter. I don't know. You're the one who's harassing him. I know. I'm, tr- I'm trying so hard to, to win it over. Hold on. Edit this so it sounds like I know what I'm doing. Nah. You never do. Why would you <laughs> start sometimes. now? It's Sean R. Ashmore. And Sean spelled S H A W N, not uh, not like Banshee. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, help us harass this uh, young Canadian actor who's just trying to do his job and get him to come on our podcast and talk about this silly show. Or don't, whatever. No, you definitely should because I can't do this alone. <laughs> it was a fluke. <laughs> it was a fluke that I got a puppeteer from the Turtle Show to come on here. I'm gonna need help with this one. Uh, Bother, Iceman. <laughs> Be cool, Iceman. <laughs> now he's never gonna come, you son of a <laughs> Why bitch. Would he? <laughs> so yeah, so Jake. Oh yes. What was the most turtle-rific part? What was the most turtle-rific part, Sky? Oh boy. Um I'm gonna go with the uh <laughs> I don't know, what do you think is the most turtlerific part? Uh yeah, there's a lot of us. And um uh 
we got to see the dog again. That's. I was just thinking, like, we're just gonna, every time we see the dog, it's going to be the highlight of the episode. Just like in real life. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I mean, I guess the guy playing Visitor 3 as a person was pretty good. He, Eugene he, Lipinski. Yeah, him. He, uh, he, he, you know, he chewed some scenery, acted up, he, acted the hell out of it a little bit. He did, and that is what the character is. That's true. Pr- pretty over the top. Sky, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, a person with a walking stick keeps walking by your house. Is that regular? Uh, possibly. I've seen her four times, and each time she's been with a different number of people. <laughs> I don't know. I usually have those sheets drawn. I think she's just giving people safe passage through your neighborhood. <laughs> well, there are a lot of trolls about. I know. I'm scared to go to my car <laughs> to answer a question to get in the driveway. Yeah. He changes it every day. It's such a bitch coming home from work. It's the worst part of my commute. Goddamn trivia cr- troll. Today, he wanted to know all the names of the members of the Beatles. Can you do that? I, I mean to get in once. Any regular human being could tell me all four members of the Beatles, but I, I don't. Probably do three. I don't think you could do it, There's and you're th- gonna do it, or the podcast won't end. Lennon, Ringo, uh, Paul. I, I, yep. <laughs> Can you give me all of their New, first and last names? There's Ringo Starr. Uh-huh. There's, uh huh. John Lennon. Uh huh. Paul McCartney. Uh huh. And the one I can't remember. George Harrison. Harrison. He's the one that Homer gets the brownies from, I believe, in that episode of The, <laughs> the Simpsons. Simpsons. It's a good right? episode. I don't recall. I think so. Yeah, it is. And Marge paints uh, Ringo. And uh, uh, Paul, Paul McCartney. McCartney is the one who t- tells Lisa it's okay that she's a vegetarian and other people aren't. And also, we had a really shitty marching band uh, year. With Paul McCartney's music. Yeah, but so not his did Beatles contemporary music. music. It sucks. Sky, no one cares about your weird marching man grudge from 20 years ago. Get over it. No. Someone tweet Sky and ask him about Maypoles. Don't talk about it now, <laughs> Sky. Just, he'll explain it if you ask. Look, it's stupid. He's, Sky, I said not now. Maypoles are There's stupid. There's not time. <laughs> also, everyone, Sky didn't know which ones were the Beatles. He knew three-fourths of the Beatles. And, um, Which is pretty good for me. Yeah, I guess for a guy with borderline autism, <laughs> who has severe, who has severe laser focus on weird things, <laughs> I guess you're doing all right. Look, I don't super care for the Beatles. Music. I know. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. It's not my favorite thing either because it's not a ska band from the '90s. But <laughs> I still am aware of it. I also took a class. Uh, called Evolution of Jazz and Rock, and um, the Beatles are very important to the rock half of the evolution of jazz and rock. I understand. I also just don't give a shit. I just... I I, I cited all of the examples from The Simpsons, so you should have at least known because of that. I did. I was able to name those three that appeared on The Simpsons. Except John Lennon didn't because oh. he was long dead by that point. Oh, I suppose that's yeah. true. George Harrison is the one that Homer um, is told by where the brownies are. Shall we continue the podcast? You're going to cut all of this, aren't you? Probably. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Don't do it. Uh, who is the most likable character? Uh, likable Melissa. That's a solid choice. Yeah. Uh, you really feel her, her plight. I like the dog. 
Yeah, we always say the dog, so I had to pick something different. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Fluffer McKitty did some pretty great acting. Yeah, he is not named in this, but Sky knew the cat's name, luckily. Yeah. It's Fluffer McKitty. It is. Uh, <laughs> also, the second cat morph. Second house cat morph that Rachel has. Third cat morph overall. <laughs> Super weird. Maybe she's just stacking cats. I guess so. What other cats could she get? Like a Bengal jaguar? tiger? A jaguar? A, a uh, leopard? A leopard? A panther? Uh, maybe, uh, uh, a puma? A puma, yeah. Um, uh, a bobcat? Yeah, a bobcat. Uh, a serval? A what? A serval? I don't know what that is. It's a, like I assume a, it's a cat, given it's the a, context. <laughs> yeah. I think it's like a mountain lion type situation. Uh, uh, what else is there? I think we named all of the cats. Maybe one of those hairless cats. <laughs> that if she needs to really spook someone, really creep them out, she could like turn into a hairless cat and Here's rub against goblin. their leg. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, this cat got melted in a microwave. This cat has alopecia. That sucks. <laughs> uh, oh, she could turn into a grumpy cat, Sky. <laughs> Sky, remember that time I made you watch the grumpy cat movie with me? No. Did that happen? Yeah. Was it a Christmas movie? Yeah, it was okay. Grumpy Cat Christmas, and um, Aubrey Plaza was the cat voice. <laughs> Were you not there? Did I just I, imagine that? I remember you watching it. I think I was just home, and oh. you were watching it with someone else. No, I feel like you were in the room and and coloring or something. That is equally likely. There's lots of things I quote-unquote made you watch, but you were just in the room. <laughs> so, uh... What is your pop culture palate cleanser? Oh, Sky. Well, as you know, I was quite excited for Roseanne to come back. And boy, <laughs> did she. With uh, yeah. all of the Roseanniness that one could hope for. Was she loud and obnoxious? She was. Um, wow. It was good. It was fine. I mean, it wasn't life-changing. But it was something to look forward to <laughs> that wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> which is a thing I haven't had in a while. That's fair. Uh, I watched that. Uh, I also just started reading um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy because that's the thing yeah. you're supposed to read, and I never got around to it. The first book's pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm only like six chapters in. I just started it. Um, you know. The Earth gets exploded. I Yeah. First of all, luckily, I'm past that part. Well, yeah, or... that's what happens like the first three chapters. Yeah, I know. It's also the beginning of the movie. I didn't see the movie. Oh, movie's pretty good. It's got yeah. uh, Sam Rockwell in it. Yeah. He plays the guy with two heads. I feel like there's a and BBC got version Zuri as Dashino well. And uh, that guy whose name I can never remember. The British fella. Uh, is it George Harrison? <laughs> no. Oh. Now you have to keep the Beatles stuff in for that reference to make sense. <laughs> now I can cut that too. God darn it! Uh, he He's like the Watson on Sherlock. I forget his name. Oh, Martin Freeman? That... Probably. Is he in Black Panther? Yes. It's Martin Freeman. Okay, that guy. He plays the main guy. Okay. Sky, what were you cleansing your pop culture palette with this week? Uh, the Tick Season 2 is uh, fresh on the uh, the whatever platform this is, Amazon Prime. Uh, yeah, yep, yep, yep. It's pretty good. I'm not all the way through. I think I'm on like episode 10. We have um, Amazon Prime, but we don't. it doesn't work with the Chromecast, so I never watch it. <laughs> Yeah, it it's it's a solid show. Um, I've heard good things. It's on my list of things that I should probably watch that I won't watch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the tick costume is spot on. It's really good. Like it's got a more body armor feel to it than just like the bodysuit of the cartoon or the comic character. But the guy playing him is solid. 
uh, Peter Serafinowicz. That sounds right. Why do I know all these things that you don't know? Usually, you knew all the things. <laughs> I know Patrick Warburton played him in the last one. That's true. I don't. I never watched the Patrick Warburton one, and I don't yeah, remember how much good. of the the cartoon I watched as a kid. But I know I wa- or read a shitload of the comics when I was younger. I remember watching the cartoon. I was unaware of the comics until much later, and then had no interest in them. They're they're fine. fine. <laughs> I think I read them when I was pretty young. Uh, but the the show is is good. Um, the the villain is very interesting, and like they take it in a direction I would not have expected. And there are <laughs> the main problem is something they keep calling the uh, VLM, which stands for Very Large Man, because <laughs> some dude that uh, sounds like the dick accidentally got well not accidentally as you'll find out, but uh, he's huge. He's like a kaiju sized man, and they have to deal with that. Not an episode goes by where you don't compare something to a kaiju. Well, kaijus are interesting, inherently. Did you watch that new Pacific Rim? Remember when we talked about that literally the last episode? Nope. <laughs> it's got John Boyega in it. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember you saying stuff now. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I haven't been working my reg- regular schedule, so I haven't listened to our last episode yet. That's uh, fair. To remember what we said in it. Uh, but yeah, it's only been a couple of days, so I haven't really done anything else. Yeah, we're recording a little early because Sky um, is super into Easter, so he has to go celebrate that. Well, I'm not, but my mom is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. I'm going to have to go on a scavenger hunt of a sort. It's only been like two days, so. Well, you know. I mostly, Monday I spent my evening editing the last episode, and then yesterday I didn't do anything, and now today is today. So your pop culture palate cleanser is pop culture <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> gross. Yeah, I watched this fucking show. This very uh, twice. I'm very excited for the next episode, though, because of this weird close-up of this young man's face. Well, there's that, and also uh, I believe we will have a guest on. Oh, is that next week? Well, well no, ne- two wait. weeks. I'm so lost. Yeah, it's what happens when we record early. It's so it's not two weeks; it's a week and a half. But when they listen to this, it'll be next week. Yes. Oh, time is hard. <laughs> Also, it turns out Axe shows up in the next one. And Cassie discovers him. Yeah, probably not as a morph, though. Uh, also, <laughs> probably not in the, at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, because she'd have to morph something to get to there. She probably just finds him walking along. <laughs> uh, I don't super remember, but that very well may could be the case. Well, we'll find out. Anywho, thank you guys very much for listening. Uh, you can follow the show at Failed Pop Culture with no E at the end can email us at popculturefailure at gmail.com. You can follow me. I'm at Sandwich Surplus. I'm at Midwest Love Affair. And don't forget, Sean Ashmore is at Sean R. Ashmore on Twitter. <laughs> It'd be pretty boss if we could get him on. Tell him how handsome he is. Yeah. He is a handsome fella. Yeah. And also, he was one of my favorite X-Men. Who's your other favorite X-Men? Psylocke. Oh. Well. And Storm. How, does, how do those feel Mike in the Crawler. movies? What? How do those feel in the movies? <laughs> Uh, Psylocke is incredibly disappointing. Yeah. Storm's not great either. I didn't have a problem with Holly Berry Storm. It's fine. But uh, Sean Ashmore's... Bohawk Storm. Sean Ashmore's... Actress, I don't remember. Uh, Bobby Drake is the is the best of those ones you named. Yeah. And then they finally got like the Iceman cool in uh, Days of Future Past. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, he got shattered and and smashed, but like if if we're talking Marvel or I mean um, X Men cinematic universe, I'm gonna have to go with Rogue. Love that Anna Paquin. Remember how the first two movies were basically about her, and then in the third one, she wasn't in it. 
She went to get a cure. Yeah, she's in like three scenes. Because the cure. They were too busy focusing on Angel. No, they weren't. He's barely in it either. Yeah, everyone's barely in it. it it's because it, it's so fucking all over the place. It's still all right. Yeah, it's. Fine. I don't hate it as much as everyone else does. It's not great, but it's fine. Do you want to meander and talk about things more, or you I'll done? just I'll just fade it out. <laughs> That's a good call. All right. Alrighty, thanks, guys. We will see you next week. We sure the fuck will. Bye. Sean R. Ashmore. Okay, I'm ready whenever you are. Say the thing that you say. <clears throat> yeah, you always always clear your throat in the exact same manner and then say the thing that you say. Yeah. And then I'll interrupt it like I do. You know, got to start right. <clears throat> Those are our vocal warm-ups, everyone. <laughs> I don't know who I'm telling that to.